Hey guys, it's Alex here. Thanks for tuning in to episode two, Finding Your Purpose When Things Fall Apart, part two of episode two. I just want to say thanks for listening to part one, and I'm just going to jump right into today's episode. Uh, no introduction here. We are just going to start off where we left off in part one. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Thanks. So we're back here. Um, I was just taking a pause there because honestly, talking about this is not easy for me. It's not something I... It's a heavy topic. It is. And I obviously, there's a lot of layers to this and a lot of years and years and years and different things that happen for you to experience certain emotions and reactions. I have a quote here I actually want to read and I think this is a perfect time and I wanted to mention it like... Basically, the theme of my life is how learning how to respond instead of react, Mm. learning how to take a pause and feel what I'm feeling because I grew up with extremely bad anxiety. Mm -hmm. I am a high functioning, anxious person. Uh, I have some depression in there as well I have had a lot of stuff happen uh in my early 20s and late teens that had caused me to be very reactory in Mm. certain situations that triggered me to feel like I was being backed into a corner or you know when I like had put on the spot when I told you I had I have to this day a struggle with not feeling good enough that when those moments would show up Mm -hmm. uh, specifically in my career, I would be very triggered by that and I would react very defensively. I would justify every decision, every thought I had. So the quote I have in my notes here that I try to remind myself is one of our greatest freedoms is how we react to things. Mm. And I like that. I know that a lot of things that happened while I was at this company, I was really um, not realizing how harmful, or maybe I did realize, but I didn't want to admit it because I had so tied my identity and ingrained my purpose into this place that the thought of not being here, I couldn't even fathom like what life would look like Mm -hmm. not having this job. I'd finally found a job that like suited me and what I wanted to give back to the world. I really believed in the product. You're touching on the purpose. You're also getting paid properly for it. Absolutely. I was making more money than I had before. Um, It's hitting all of those really sensitive things. Yeah, I was being validated in some ways. I was, but I was, I was, again sacrificing so much we're in a male in male sorry dominated industry mm. i'm a female that looks a certain way so people are judging me already that she must be she must not be that smart you know she's only here because of this yeah the i re- it was my huge biggest stereotype like the dumb blonde i remember i'd been blonde called bimbo. yeah ditzy yeah. in the past because i when i get nervous i get really talkative and i get really excitable and that yeah. can come across based off of the way though. i look yeah as being a ditzy you know dumb person so I was in positions here at this job where 
I was absolutely in like a manager role or in a higher role where I was starting to have respect and I lived very much every single day in my masculine mm. I was a very how could you not in that industry though like you almost need to be hyper well, in you your masculine almost. to even survive yeah as a female. and every woman that I looked up to which wasn't a lot because I was surrounded by men again yeah um were very masculine women like and I don't mean masculine as like looked butchy like no. masculine is just the energy we're speaking about yeah it, was it just sh- touches on different right, traits strong independent I don't need nobody kind of energy you yeah, know I can whole, handle I this shit this. but like the boss bitch like I hate that term like if you're gonna be a boss just be a boss why do we have to put bitch at the end of boss especially bitch? when it's specifically referring to a female well, why do I have to identify myself as a bitch well because that's the thing they've categorized females Absolutely. who stand up for themselves and actually like when a female starts to act like a man does especially in the career world they immediately are oh, like she's oh bossy, she's a cunt she's, she's a bitch yeah. yeah and I used to even joke I'd be self-deprecating or self yeah self-deprecating I'd be like oh I'm just being a cunt and I would like validate other people yeah. even though I was like I'm just doing what everyone else would I'm just do. doing what I'm the acting. men do here I'm just keeping yeah, up with the wolves you know if I was asking for a deadline to be met or expecting a certain behavior from people it was like oh she's being this way but if a guy or or my male counterpart would do it it was like people would admire him for the strength he was bringing to the table or respect him for you know his position that he was in but for women it's like you know there's a sense and again you know there is this unfortunate women should support women I'm a, a feminist I want everyone to feel equal and supported and loved but there's also jealousy. There's also gossip. There was also there's also this DNA that gets cultivated in a working environment when other women start to see women be successful. It was yeah. less about let's lift each other up and more about this isn't fair competition, competition, yeah. and it would cause a lot of chaos. And I started to feel <clears throat> like. Everything I did and everything I said was being scrutinized, penalized, was wrong. Yeah. And I lost my identity completely while I was working here. Mm -hmm. And I was hustling. Like, there is no doubt. I can tell you any person that I ever met while I was working here, blood, sweat, and tears went into the job. The job was the job. I did the job well. I had said to my bosses at the time, you know, I'd been there for a couple of years and had, had get, been given a lot of raises. And that was something that I really admire is that they really did pay well for, for the job. If you were successful and you scratch your back, I scratch mine kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I said, I'm going to be. either be a CMO or make six figures. And I hit one of those goals of mine. And I remember Congrats, thinking, you know, CMO is the chief marketing officer. It's the C-suite. And then obviously six figures at the age of like 20 something. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm, you know, going to do that. Um, and accomplishing one of those things, it, it didn't feel great. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, all this hustle, all this work, all this traveling, all this busy, busy, busyness that was keeping me distracted from myself. Well, we do it for the title. And as someone who struggles with the good enough and wanting to impress your parents and wanting to just have that like for yourself. Show my friends every time I'd come home for every wedding that they had. That, that you're doing good. I was doing something. Yeah, you I'm know, making it out there kind of thing. culture supports people who get married or have children and mm-hmm. at the time... Or have careers. Well, no, that's the thing. They're not supporting career growth as much as they are supporting 
the traditional, like mm. I'm posting a photo of my pregnancy and it's getting 300 right, likes and right, yeah. I'm, you know, having everybody come to my wedding and Especially I got engaged and all these milestones are so important, but I wasn't, you know, I was flying home every summer to go to my friends at the time's weddings, celebrating them, spending a bunch of money, which cost me, you know, between 800 to $1,200 to fly home for these weddings and show up and buy a new dress and all that stuff. And, you know, for me, I had nothing to show for it from that perspective. You know, yes, I was in a relationship at the time that wasn't great. And, but I, you know, my career was where I was going to be able to That's what you had say, to vouch for kind Yeah, of thing. well, you know, I'm justifying not having a husband or not having children because I'm so busy working in my career. Mm-hmm. And... I burnt, I burnt out really fast. Yeah. And then towards the end, some big things happened in 2019, which is a whole story. And I think we'll get to that where, you know, I went through a horrible breakup. I was, my health went from 10 to zero. Um, there was a lot of drama happening from the work perspective. And I was being, my character was was being criticized a lot Mm. um and I was having issues with some of my coworkers, and I just felt like I didn't know how to have people see me for who I was like Mm -hmm. really see my heart all of my intentions everything I had ever done I really went at it with the best well, for lack of a better word, intention and wanted the best from everybody. I was a hustler. I was in my masculine. I, you know, but I still felt... You're also sacrificing so much, yeah, though, like, well, for that. not even realizing it at the time. Well, it was just that, to you, was kind of how you made it out to well, be. Well, I got addicted to it. Well, especially then you, you you did it for so long. You had all these jobs back-to-back leading up to it that weren't quite the one. They weren't really the best fit for you. You weren't making enough money. Like, you were starting to get the fulfillment, but it wasn't touching on all those other things. Then you get this job, and you're like, okay, I sacrificed this, this, and this to get here. I have to keep sacrificing those things to keep this job, which of course at that point you're going to want to like grasp and like have a tight hold on. Well, it didn't matter what was happening from like the culture side of things. It didn't matter that I was, you know, every day I was crying that people didn't know. I'd had to take a deep breath before I went in. I'd cry every day after work and I'd say like, why do these people not like me? What am I doing wrong? And I Mm -hmm. did feel like I was living in a victim mindset. I felt like... I was a piece of shit and I was Mm -hmm. being told literally by people that I was looking up to or I considered like best friends of mine that, you know, I was basically a piece of shit and I needed to get my personality adjusted. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, behind the scenes, you're thinking like, but I am sacrificing so much of myself to be here and to show up for, for for this, for you to make your... Your business work. And this this is a very relatable topic that we're on right now at this point because so many people do that, right? So many people are working out in this world for other people's dreams, for other people's businesses. And you're helping them. You're sacrificing your own, whether it's at-home relationships with your partner, your family, or you're sacrificing having your own hobbies, your own passions, or diving into your own entrepreneurship and making your own path. Like... We sacrifice a lot of those things to help build up other people's companies and businesses. And yeah, eventually, I'm not going to say this for every place because I know it's not true. There's some places that are really great, but a lot of places you get to a point where you're like, 
well, you're not really taking care of me anymore. Yeah. You're actually tearing me down when I'm trying so desperately to build you up. And I'm, I'm speaking mostly for my own personal reference here. Um, but yeah, so many of us go through those feelings where you're just, you're not getting that satisfaction out of it. I think the confusing part here is that, you know, by one token, I was like best friends with these people. I loved them dearly. I had mm-hmm. so much respect. They didn't come your family. So, they were my family. I didn't have a huge family out there. They Especially were. out there, yeah. I looked at them as like no joke, like would like kill for them almost. I cared so deeply that I lost who I was. Mm-hmm. And I tried so hard for so long to prove myself to these people to get them to see me like really you know when we we can look at somebody do but do we really see them for who they are or understand them or know them or do you just see their job title right it was so confusing for me because like we'd play the role as like you know family and then in by the another token it was like we took our family hats on and all of a sudden I was your boss Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you know I'm telling you that you need to do this this and this and it was confusing it blurred that line between like you know, what can I share? What can I be vulnerable with? What can I tell you when we're in the friend mode or in the family mode? But is that going to be used against me when we flip over and wear our boss hat and now we're in employee employer mode? Co-worker, and yeah. it was so, or employee co-worker mode, <clears throat> it was so confusing for me. I'd never been in an environment like that. And, you know, and I am not perfect I fucked up a lot let me just put that out you were also still I was so bratty I was entitled sometimes I showed up and I sometimes did act bossy or judgmental I absolutely played a part in a lot of these things I think the difference was is that when I took time to work I really realized in that moment like there are a lot of personality traits that I am disclosing or showing up as as coping mechanisms or trauma responses to other things. Oh, yeah. And it was in this job, which I do really, you know, credit this career that credit credited me into, like, me understanding spirituality and waking up and actually starting my Dark Night of the Soul journey. And mm-hmm. I had a really wonderful mentor there whom I love so dearly. She's still in my life, and she's a wonderful woman that you know, I was starting to talk to and we were selling spirituality. We were selling self-development. Which is we were a huge selling passion. all of this stuff. Yeah. So I really dove into understanding what that meant for me, mm-hmm. not just because I could help the customers and actually sell the product It was a better. personal benefit. It was a personal journey. Yep. I started to take that and it really hit home in 2019 when all of this was going down, when I was being criticized and hurt and I was crying and it was just my whole life was falling apart. Again. Again, I ended up, funny enough, is when it first started, I ran away to Edmonton and I decided to to get away from everything here and I decided to run back home and move back home in 2019 back to to Halifax. Yeah, from everything that was going on there. I couldn't, you know, find out who, to find out again what the hell, I had gone through a breakup like I said my health is just getting destroyed I actually am a very spiritual person again we will get into this in the future but like and again this is a preface for one of our next episodes but like I 
kind of felt like I was predicting something big was happening, uh, enter in COVID mm. and knowing I needed to be home around my family because I felt in my bones that I needed to move. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I will skip over COVID in the last two years and working from home and, you know, yeah, that's all a that whole stuff. Other um, thing. But yeah, I just recently, this job that I had had for almost six years that I could never imagine living without and who I would be. And this is everything I ever wanted and the money I was making and my identity and all this stuff I lost uh, in September of this past year in 2022. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to interject here because this kind of lines up to where we, where you know, like where we started connecting. And obviously, so me and Alex, we met last year. This has been a short and fast friendship in the best way possible. Um, we, I think it was May around my birthday that we met through uh, a friend. Shout out to Carolyn. Hey, Carol. <laughs> hey, girl. Um, yeah, so we met through a friend. And so when I met Alex, she had just come back from Edmonton and was doing her life here in Halifax again, still working this same job. Well, I'd been home. We met in 2022. I'd been home since 2019, but like it was COVID and all that yeah. shit was. So it was just yeah. when start things were starting to open up, like again. normal normalcy yeah. again. Yeah, but your your life was here in Halifax. Um, and yeah, so like we had met and my initial thoughts, and I'm just going to like put this out there oh, whenever, yeah, she's like, <laughs> what did you the think first of me? impression? Yeah. Um, but like kind of everything that you've already touched on, like I looked at Alex, she's a few years older than me. We have an eight year jump between us. And I was like, that girl is goals. She's got her life together. She's got an incredible apartment. She's got the job. Like she's passionate about it. She gets to work from home. She gets to, I saw like all these trips and travels and adventures that she got to do working for a company that I knew that she was passionate about the topic and everything that you guys were doing. And obviously this was very new to our friendship. So I didn't know any of the personal struggles that you were having like with your health and your relationships um, on your own, but then also any of the personal struggles that were stemming from this job and the hustle culture and the burnout, burnout yeah, yeah, that you put yourself through, which led to you having to move home. Um, but yeah, so I met you around the time that you were really at, without knowing, you were at your lowest point probably with this yeah. with this job and everything. Everything was catching up. It was, yeah. That, like when you, when you slow down mm. is when you start to... You come home and you suddenly yeah. see like... Oh I, my God. I, I was surviving. I wasn't right. living. I, I was, was just... definitely not living. Yeah. And and the amount of healing that I was starting to already do. So like I said, I had started my healing <clears throat> in 2019. Yeah. But for those who are on a healing journey, like you often it's ongoing. <laughs> become the sickest when you're slowing down and healing because oh, yeah. that's when all that stuff comes to the surface well, that you had been pushing down and, yep. and ignoring for so long. Yeah. Yeah. So that was literally about around the time that me and Alex yeah. had become friends. And I think that's probably what made us connect so quickly is because the same time that you were going through all of this and having all these deep realizations and all these really big like topics coming up that you had to heal through and work through was at the same time that I was going through very very similar things but in a completely different form and just in my version in my life um and again we didn't we didn't know any of the behind the scenes stuff that was going on in each other's lives we did we started talking very quickly because obviously we run a (laughs) podcast now we have no issues chatting or anything like that we're very 
chatty and open in that sense well the universe brings people together for a, a reason. reason a season or a lesson yep she's and my scorpio sister yeah well we are opposites on the birth chart yep Taurus over here. Yep. yeah 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 so it really it lined up perfectly obviously and we know that because we would not be sitting here in these chairs in this room with these mics in our face like doing all of this if that your whole journey and everything pulling you back home and having to go through all of those experiences and all that healing like we would not be here in this exact moment right now if all of that did not happen yeah um but yeah I just wanted to kind of preface and say like looking at Alex I was like she's got her shit together you know like she's she's got it all figured out oh, I had the no idea yeah. yeah right it's, you know meanwhile I'm here having an identity crisis <laughs> like things are like you know, crashing and burning right? for trying to figure out who I am again like yeah it's you know I earlier on when we first started talking I talked about the midlife crisis like I joked <clears> at the time I had a quarter life crisis at 25 years old and here I am again at 33 mm-hmm. having another like existential who who am I the same questions why am I here what is my purpose what have I been doing what do I do and for so long being told by people that I admired and looked up to you know in so many ways whether it's not even about the work like this was never about the work it's like you you as a person are not good enough you Mm. and I felt that you know they may have never said those words like i.e you are not good enough but you know, I didn't like my personality. I didn't, I knew that other people didn't like my personality, but then there was parts of my personality that I loved and made me who I was and made me vulnerable and honest and authentic and, and kind and thoughtful that, you know, was being challenged. And so I showed up for years trying to be the version of a person that I thought they wanted me to be. That's exactly what it is. And then I wrote, I remember writing down in my notebook, one of my 12 journals that I have, and it was like in big bold letters, like, who the fuck am I? Yeah. Like, who is me. Alex? Yeah. Who, 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 what makes me happy? Because what I thought made me happy and how I was showing up was not what other people wanted from me. So if then I changed to be more like them and I was getting praised and you're so much this, you're so much better and da 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 But then da, da, da. it eventually stops working. And then that all of a sudden wasn't good enough. Well, because it, it like, drains you. It, and I just felt like I was playing a character. Mm-hmm. But the problem was, is at the end of the day, when I removed that mask, whether it was a subconscious or a conscious mask, I was like a shell of a version of mm-hmm. who I was. And there wasn't anything underneath that made me feel connected to like, who I wanted to be yeah and the ironic part is is that we we my friend and I Brittany showed it to Brittany um who also is Carolyn's friend yeah um you know we had gone for a walk that Monday morning and I had been sharing these things lately because things were happening at the company already that was slowing it down. And I, and I knew at the time You're I'd already intuitive. been... very intuitive. You knew what was prepared coming kind of thing. thing. Yeah, like I'd already been feeling like things were changing. I hadn't got a lot of... Things were happening. I'm an empath. I'm intuitive. I have these feelings. I yeah. kind of could tell. <clears throat> and I remember saying to her, it was like 8 o'clock in the morning on, in, on a beautiful, beautiful September morning. It was really warm out. I remember saying to her like, you know... I need a sign. I need to figure, I don't feel like I'm on the right path. And mind you, at the time for years, I had had people at that company and outside of the company say that I needed to leave. I needed to quit. Mm. Um, they Which saw me signs. outside of that. Yeah. And, you know, at this point I had gone through three years of 
hospital visits and lots of medication and different specialists and a lot of drugs and a lot of struggles with my health that you know I was was happening behind the scenes behind closed doors your health was like the number one indicator like and I feel like that happens to so many people like your emotional side is not doing good but you you will show up in your body you know well yeah but you'll keep pushing through and then suddenly your body starts coming forward with all of these things these red flags yeah it's almost you can't you can't ignore it well it's, it's a big old fucking stop sign in your face and it's like listen if you're not going to listen to that gut feeling if you're not going to listen to your heart, if you're not going to listen to the logical side of your brain that's telling you like you're not on the right path or even the the external signs of people telling you like you shouldn't be working this job anymore, you should get out now or whatever the case yeah. was. But I couldn't remember. I couldn't. My identity was tied to it. You were so Everyone connected. else was like, every time I talked about my job, they were like, oh, I'm so jealous. Oh my God. Like I said, I was making great money. People yep. were like, I'm, you're people I'm so impressed. You. Da, da, da. And I was like, again... Who is Alex outside of this? I was, you know, I woke up every day and I had nothing really going on in my personal life. I was very lonely, experiencing some languishing, you know, COVID, like I said. I didn't have a lot of friends anymore. I was mourning a lot of my old friendships and watching them succeed in their personal lives with their Mm -hmm. families and their beautiful children and their husbands that they met and, you know, some as far as elementary up to university and so on. And I you know, I'm happy for them. I'm, I wasn't close. I'm not close with them anymore. I don't see them. I didn't have a social life here either. So my entire life became work. Mm-hmm. And the thought of not having that job, then I would have nothing. Then well, I would that's be... the only thing you identified to. Right. So yeah. then... That's hard, girl. That's a really big one. Funny enough, you know, I was saying to Brittany that morning, jumping back to the story was, you know, I felt unmotivated, detached. I was lacking in my discipline, you know, being somebody who was hyper-focused, hyper-focused and organized, you know, notes upon notes and different programs and softwares to keep us organized. I'm a project manager by nature. I was doing lots of things to keep everyone else in the company organized, like constantly not just thinking about my own work, but everyone else that I was either responsible for or, or supporting in mm-hmm. the industry. Yeah. Um, but I didn't feel like I cared about anything anymore. Yeah. You know, when you're bored or you're not challenged or you feel stuck in your job, the only thing that's meant to give you purpose you know, you start to, to think, what the hell am I going to do? So that morning we went for a walk and I said to her, I was like, I need a sign. Like I need a sign. So I jokingly screamed at the top (laughs) of my lungs in the air universe. If I'm on the right path, give me a sign. Yeah. And I lost my job that day, that literal day, that that literal day. And I thought to myself, you know, almost six years here, and sacrificed so much and they had given me so much like Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong my first nba game my first trip to disneyland Mm -hmm. like i made a positive impact there was so much good yep and i really didn't you know with the bad there is the good and i'm not gonna not acknowledge that i you know deep down still love these people but also have a lot of anger and frustration and hurt and pain that you know I probably won't even really get into but maybe I just it was confusing as well so it's like within four minutes I lost a job after almost six years it was like all it took was them talking to me for four minutes and that was it yeah and that's with, a hard and like you know video call four minutes later yep and then all of a sudden I closed my laptop and that was it and like 
that everything that you just said like leading up to this your whole identity like you had sacrificed so many years of your life like living over there you even moved back home sacrificed so much of your health and like we're plummeting here and we're really struggling like in your personal life and yeah all of that and that's not like a direct correlation to like the job or the people included in the work but it it's a 50 50 in them and you and you guys doing a partnership together and it it really it is hard to think that you know so many years all of it kind of disappears in in the span of a sec it's like that you know that joke your life flashes before your eyes or things can end in a second like even when from a call yeah from just a call like that's how quickly and you know circumstances around it I won't get into obviously for lots of reasons but Mm -hmm. um I thought immediately, I didn't cry, by the way. I She still hasn't really cried. No, I have not cried about it. And yeah. I think, you know, I'll go back to the quote, is like one of our greatest freedoms is how we can react to things. And I mm. chose in that moment, like, to You could have had, you could have been so mad. Yeah, you so I could have done a lot of things. Yeah. But I really, I wanted people to see that who I am at my core is genuinely a good kind person I have a lot of respect I want to be showing up in a way that is with dignity and grace and holding my head held high and there was no reason to be angry or show animosity it was just my time and I had thought back to that morning asking the universe if this was right for me you know, this clearly was my sign. So how could I be angry? How could I be upset over something that I knew was in my best interest Mm -hmm. and, you know, was going to be a blessing? As terrifying and scary and unraveling as I felt, Mm -hmm. it was almost like, for lack of better words, it was almost like, thank God you did it because I wouldn't have had the balls to do it myself. Yeah, and honestly, that exact phrase that you just said was probably word for word I think what I said to you because yeah like again I I knew you for not a very long time I didn't know really any of the backstory of like what was going on in the work all I saw as we became closer and closer was that you were not doing good you were not okay and there wasn't a lot in your life that was bringing you joy and happiness there was actually way more circumstances in your life that were bringing you down and like your health was plummeting everything was very very prominent and I could see that as someone who was just getting to know you Um, but yeah and word for word like you just said the universe has your back no matter what so like to briefly tie into our title and our topic for this entire episode this week things fall apart and they fall apart often and they're gonna fall apart again multiple times we all go through this countless times we have no idea how many times or what the circumstances or situations those are going to be like in each of our individual lives but when something falls apart for you I think the biggest thing to remember is that it's happening for you yeah it's not things don't happen to us no they happen for us yeah and I think because I had the 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 luxury of spending the last three years in solitude and quietness and calmness Mm -hmm. I got to learn that and it prepared me for what you know if you would have asked me five years ago you know could I have ever imagined losing this job that I loved so dearly I would have said I would you know I would have died I would have not I wouldn't know what to do and meanwhile I wouldn't I couldn't have even fathomed the fact that when it actually finally came to terms and it happened I was the calmest 
I had ever been in yeah. so long. I just felt this sense of like, yes, things are falling apart, but I know it is for my greater good. And I have this unwavering faith and I don't know, in my soul, in my bones, in my gut that told me that, yeah. you know, to show up with grace and gratitude and that it's going to be okay. Yeah. And that's, that's a, such a powerful thing to have that in yourself, first of all, to have that connection with the universe. And obviously we're touching on spirituality here a lot. Um, but like to have that is so powerful, that deep knowing inside your gut that this really shitty outcome that just happened to you, that a lot of people would have like fallen into a deep, deep depression over, it was your saving grace. But a lot of people could be in a deeper hole, struggling so much more and, I wouldn't say you got it all figured out yet, but look at and that's going to take some time. But I'm still struggling, obviously. Of course, a lot of things come with that, but look at where we are right now. Well, this exactly is like finding your purpose when things fall apart, I think. And let me, let me preface this with like, if you're in that place where you are struggling or something big happened, you know, you lose your job or you lose you break up with your partner or you're Mm -hmm. getting a divorce or you get in a massive fight with your best friend and you don't speak anymore whatever that looks like something happens to your physical body sorry i'm i have xavier here on my lap i just punched him (laughs) in the face here i'm trying to be like sentimental and give this beautiful speech knocks her cat out he like looks at me his mouth open his eyes poor guy anyway long story short is you know it is okay not to be okay it is i am giving you guys permission (laughs) to feel your feelings Mm -hmm. and to not let other people tell you that your feelings are wrong let let me just say like feelings aren't facts so don't allow it to encompass you and and what i did with me was like it enthralled me It, it it was my entire world yeah and i allowed my feelings to become facts and they aren't they mm-hmm. are just feelings the thing is is that how you respond and react to those feelings is going to either make or break your next step it is and yeah. you need to be in a space of like give yourself time to respond give yourself process processing I took a week before I acknowledged before I signed anything I took that time to like sit in meditation to go for a walk to listen to music to talk to my friends to talk to my family yeah to and they all gave me permission to like they all and like thank you for being there because that having a support system is really important in these moments where you probably you feel like it would be so much harder alone and like something. things are falling yeah. apart but like it can always be worse and that's not to to take away from the fact that it is still really shitty at the end of the day like you said Liv like we are going to build back up when you hit rock bottom there's only a way to go and that is up and it usually it's like when one door closes another door opens i know we have these idioms and these sayings and these stories but they're all so real they they come from something like i've i have a shirt that i you know proudly thrifted that says everything happens for a reason which i in my heart believe yeah everything happens for a reason and and you need to try your your darndest darndest again i'm like 80 years old here you need (laughs) to try your hardest to remind yourself that you know this too shall pass Mm -hmm. and it i knew in my heart in those next couple of months that you know i had given myself a month to take off to to not work and you know i'm obviously hustling back and working again but in that month, I 
sat down with Liv and we had really decided like what are we going to do in October to Mm -hmm. to start this to find our purpose like she had asked me like what would make you really happy and I said you know sharing my story giving back like living through my experiences again and and letting people know whether it's one or 100 people like Mm -hmm. we are all very normal we are all going through this stuff yeah and there's absolutely ways to get through it that are going to help yeah and you know my biggest things are trying to go for a walk trying to move my body Mm -hmm. journaling writing fucking scrolling on tiktok or watching netflix well maybe not netflix anymore with everything going on but anyway um yeah what the fuck was that we let's let's not not even get into into that but i want to talk to you after this all right netflix we got something to talk about (laughs) what the hell but honestly, being creative, listening to your favorite music, dancing, you know, like I'm not a big a screamer. I don't cry. I'm not very emotional in that. And, and But there's so many other ways to you know, feel feelings and process them. Yeah. And like Get as, Botox, you know? <laughs> buy an outfit. <laughs> Get some extensions. Feel badass. Like, Can I just say something? <laughs> as you're listing all of these things, though, that I want to point out as refer to what you said earlier you were very much living in your masculine and pretty much everything that you just touched on where do you think that comes from oh yeah feminine exactly yeah the the beautiful the creative side like living your flow processing emotions but that doesn't only mean crying that can be journaling that can be having a podcast episode with friends where we talk about our shitty experiences and our stories like a lot like what you guys don't understand is this is very therapeutic for us and which is part of the reason we felt such a calling both of us individually and together to share these kind of things because it's therapeutic for us we share with the collective and help other people give them something to relate to but also just know that you're not alone and every single one of us our lives are falling apart countless times over and over and over again not to mention like the external these are all external things like your job your 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 relationships like those are all things that we you know our name even it's like Mm -hmm. that's how we identify but like that doesn't make us who we are yeah like uh, other people's perceptions are their own reality and yours Mm -hmm. are going to be very different and the way we see the world is not black and white yeah but you know give yourself permission to acknowledge the fact that like we are all going through a time right now. The, let's just, the economic culture, the political culture, the environmental culture, like everything happening right now is hard. It's hard stuff. It is. And it is, you know, on top of that, you know, discovering mental health, whether it's anxiety, depression, ADHD, OCD, it doesn't matter. We are all struggling with uh, the invisible things that people can't see on oh top God, of yeah. any physical ailments or, or yep. disease or whatever we're carrying in our body. Which even some of those, like, you have no idea you looking no at a person what, what they're are going, going through. through. So, yeah. you know, I made it my mission in these last few months is to, like, even though I struggled, I had the most beautiful October, November, December from a mental health perspective. Obviously, I'm, I'm suffering a little bit now. It could also be that it's colder and I'm like starting to heal even more in different ways. Yeah. But like I really wanted to show up with kindness and grace and I made an effort in October, November, December to like smile and 
you know, anytime I did go, always, you know, tipping people or giving back in a way that I could, even if it was some, even if it was a dollar at the coffee shop, I'm, I'm yeah. giving a waitress something that doesn't really make a big difference into her life. Like, but those little acts add me. up. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not like, it's okay to be selfish. And if, you know, altruistic, there's a whole argument in philosophy and psychology is like altruism doesn't exist or does it, which is basically defined as, you know, not receiving anything back from giving mm. and you know whether we want to argue that it's real or not it doesn't matter if you are being able to slow down and take stock of how you feel and then actually take responsibility yeah. for how you react or respond or those actions like if you're having a hard day you're allowed to have a hard day but, but try are you going to go out there and right. make other people's days miserable because are you going to go out in traffic no, and lay on the horn yeah. and flip people off no. are you gonna like say something disrespectful under your breath like we have a choice at the end of yeah the day. and you know what sometimes you are and this is coming from someone who's had pretty severe road rage in the past <laughs> i've probably flipped off more people like in a car than i need one of those signs that are on the back of the windshield with the middle finger that you can like turn on or light up imagine yeah. <laughs> just flip them yeah. off. well like flip them not off with even, the digital sign not even anymore though because I I would I can't sit here and say that I'm someone who has road rage compared to what I used to have because you're choosing to show up in a way that's more authentic to who you want to be exactly but also another thing is I noticed how how much that was playing a a, like a role on me like how much that was really bringing me down in my personal life like you're vibrating at a low density we're gonna get into a lot of spirituality if you guys like spirituality and astrology and woo-woo crap just don't even call it woo like woo-woo crap because that's like what people label it or whatever but it's not just like woke bitches kind of stuff that we're seeing trending on tiktok we're just talking about like genuinely being your intuition and like following your heart and yeah like really connecting with the universe and connecting with other people in yeah more of like a being sense rather than like we're all humans obviously but we all have an inner soul yeah. an inner heart an inner aura all of that yeah. um yeah but getting a to, little anyways there. to finalize my story it was a great story Alex. which is a tiny little piece of this puzzle that we call alexandria um <laughs> you know Sweet. i still ask myself who am i what is my purpose i think <clears> i'm <throat> slowly working towards finding that um well uh, and like i don't s- know you know i'm not gonna say if i got into a relationship and had a kid that uh, that's uh, being a mother or being a wife is my purpose like that's not what this is about like I said I'm working now with some great people I'm you know still not a hundred percent fulfilled totally would I love to have a farm with a million wild animals and give all of my money to charity and you know women's rights and animal rights of course I would and I'm not there obviously but at the end of the day thinking about you know, how I'm going to pay my bills, how I'm going to survive, all that stuff is important. But really what's the most important is like what makes you feel whole and what is healthy for you. Mm -hmm. And it's really easier said than done. Like sacrificing your health for your job is not something I recommend, but if you're doing that, let me see, I see you and I understand you and that's okay. And you're not wrong for doing that, but I hope if you are in that situation that you will have the opportunity or chance to one day 
find a place where it's comfortable enough or safe or healthy enough or whatever your situation is in that you can remove yourself from that experience um, and try your hardest to, to find the positive and look back at that time as like a beautiful lesson Learning and some lesson, wonderful yeah. experiences you know it's never all bad there's yep. three sides to every story there's my side your side and the truth yeah and good point at the end of the day i'm so grateful for that experience i will always look back at it and yeah i'm still working through some triggers and trauma and yeah there's some other things that you know when we get into talking about careers and having an actual episode on you know the corporate world or or only fans or whatever your career is Mm -hmm. um there'll be more shared there but at the end of the day like i'm thank you for listening and i'm grateful to be able to have a a place i'm not going to call this a platform but a place to be able to like understand and process all of these experiences with somebody um you know that's willing to listen to that so appreciate your your listening ears for Mm -hmm. my story yeah (laughs) No, I think it was a beautiful story. I think you touched on a lot of really, really big topics that are not only relatable to so many different people, but like people are literally going through this right now. Do you know what I mean? Like life is, it's not always roses and it's, it's hard. It's really tough sometimes. And there's going to be, uh, hopefully a good balance of the good and the bad. But if you're noticing that your life is more the bad maybe that is your sign from the universe to take a step back and to really look at what's going on in your life and what you're prioritizing putting energy into maybe this is why everyone's quiet quitting (laughs) this is why slow living is trending all over social media well i'm ready for it to not even just be trending on social media but to just be like the thing now (laughs) can we all go back to like hunter gatherer farming okay not that far (laughs) i like i like to go through a drive-thru and get takeout sometimes (laughs) but yeah no um i totally understand that and i think that that's really really good so yeah just wanted to say thank you alex for sharing your beautiful story with us i know that that is not an easy one to to go back and to look at but at the same time it's such a magical thing to to touch on that and to talk about it again and to share it with people well you are not out of the woodwork or the water yourself <laughs> because I, I keep doing this i keep going closer with mike i'm like whispering um so yeah like next ASMR? week let's let's talk about next week so that i guess is like part one that's some of my story you know I just briefly touch it. Yeah. It's like an hour and 24 minutes long, but <clears throat> we have so much more to cover, which is so wonderful and beautiful about this is, is that we have another whole live over here <laughs> who is anxiously waiting to tell some of her story. You know, yeah. this is finding your purpose when things fall apart. You know, the, the funny caveat is, is that we still haven't found our purpose fully, but we are working towards it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Liv's going to share a little bit about her story and her, a uh, moment of falling apartness that kind of it's yeah. like two two puzzle pieces looking for a place to live her and I kind of have I have an open hole and she's gonna stick her thing in my hole <laughs> what on <laughs> earth is going on right now yeah, so please next shut week, the podcast yeah, off yeah, no, done, just yeah. you guys will basically get the spiel that you just heard from Alex will be my version it's which it's, is extremely different it's so different like Couldn't you're probably gonna way more interesting probably. not even that no stop that but you're you're gonna be like who are these two women well, and how the fuck are they friends totally. and how the fuck are they like doing I mean, this think this about is this crazy you know I'm 34 years old right now and I'm 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 living in my 30s experiencing life as a 30 year old and Mm -hmm. you're going through like think about it 
my story started in Edmonton when I was your age. Yeah. And look where I am today. So yeah. we can only imagine. You're in the first version, or not first, like the 15th version of my falling apart. But you're in that kind of yeah. space right now. And so your perspective and your story is going to be told from from that in your 20s. And I think that's really important. Um, and being that it's so different than mine is, yeah. is so it's just another beautiful side of it's also a good life, reminder human being human experience yeah which all of us are so different but it's also a good reminder that it doesn't matter your age like you can your life can completely fall apart and 180 at the age of 45 yeah. at the age of 75 yeah. like it's it's going to be a really good thing to see like people's different stories and yeah i think the thing that i love the most about this is that it's your story and it's my story of us going through very very different experiences but a very similar experience in the sense of our lives falling apart feeling like we're crashing and burning and leading that leading us to this point to start searching out in the universe and searching within ourselves to find something that brings us more purpose that we can finding joy yeah that brings us happiness right like we're we're pretty two depressed gals we really are like (laughs) what a positive note to end on you're pretty too yeah no honestly yeah you the I think what we're trying to say is the the experiences may be different but our feelings are all the same and valid and important to acknowledge so on that note Thank you so much for listening, guys, Thank you, to guys. episode two. Um, we really appreciate you being here with us. Uh, we cannot wait to talk to you again next week um, when we talk about Liv's life. And yeah, everyone have a beautiful rest of whatever you are doing. This is it for Cats, Chats, and Coffee with Liv and Alex. We will talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Okay, I feel like I'm not getting to what I want to say. That's okay. I I will say right now that I've loved everything you've been saying thus far. I feel like it... I'm dragging out because, like, I want to talk about... Like, I feel like it's just so generic. But I want to talk about, like, I'm saying how much I loved it. But I also don't want to be like, but it was toxic and, like, I don't know... Are you scared of bashing it I'm, for them yeah. to hear? I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm like really, t- like even admitting that, you know, we hired you because you were a hot joke thing. Like that was, I've never said that a lot. I was going to say I was a little surprised. By yeah. That. So I'm but, scared now and I think I'm, I'm like, oh, fuck off, Alex. Like you're getting into. Can I ask what your biggest, like what, it, what do you think will come from you actually speaking up about this? Victim. People thinking that I think I'm a victim. Are any of them in your life anymore? No, but it doesn't, that's the thing. I, I, I know they're not, but I'm still fearful of that. Yeah, but it, that's what it is, girl. It's a fear. Yeah, no, I know. That's I'm, I'm admitting I'm afraid and I yeah. can, I'm trying to get past it, but I'm like thinking in my head, how am I going to set this up to give value to the, to the listeners? That's not just telling my story. Like I need to give some value here and I don't feel like I've given any lessons or value. I wouldn't say that. I think... We also need to remember that us just sharing our experiences and our stories, like us hitting these certain points, that is value. Even when we don't pull it back and be like, here, here's the specific value that you get from this kind of thing. Yeah.